Mr. Lambo. Coming to you from the Palatial Podcast Studios. Right here, Spokane, Washington. How is everybody doing today? What a weekend we're going to have. I hope you checked out uh, the midweek episode that I put out. I am, I'm getting backed up on shows. I'm getting backed up on content. So I needed to put out a, a week, a midweek show. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that. If you didn't, go check it out. Get on my link tree. Link tree, however it goes, and then extra Lambo. And, or else uh, find the links on my bios. On all of my bios on Facebook, as well as TikTok, Twitter, all that good stuff. So check that, check that out. Um, I might be doing that periodically from here until the nuke hits or the MP blast goes. So we're just, we're getting, we're getting bombarded with stuff, with content, with other shows, with, there's just so much stuff going on and I'm going to do my best to keep up on all of it. I do not put out a, a daily podcast. It is so much work. Uh, hats off to Kramer who does the, who does a daily podcast. I know that there's several others, but go check out Kramer. Kramer says podcast. It is on Spotify as well. And, and yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, it's so much work, so much work. And then I got dad life and my life and all that good stuff. So yeah, I don't do a, I don't do That's why I don't do a daily podcast, but if I can get a midweek one out because I have enough content, we'll definitely do that. Uh, but as far as this one goes, this show, it is going to be for a special event that is going on this weekend. It's the We Want the Names protest slash rally. Protest has that negative connotation to it. They're not protesting. They're trying to get a rally. We want the, we want the names. We want the client list of Ghislaine Maxwell, who is serving a 20-year prison sentence and nothing is happening to her clients who do her customers. And as she's sitting there in probably in her luxurious prison cell, wherever she's at, I, I guess she's in Tallahassee somewhere. Hope she's enjoying her time wherever she's at, but we are going to start learning more about her her affiliations, how this whole thing started. I believe the royal family was the was the leader in this. I believe that we're going to find out the the chain of command when it all comes out. There's a there's a theory that it was not Jeffrey Epstein was the leader. It was is Ghislaine Maxwell, and that comes from her father setting her up with Jeffrey Epstein, but her father is very prominent with the royal family. So I believe, and I and I and I was saying this before I had had found out this you know this match made from hell that she was a part of the her that this whole thing you know was involved with the royal family. I just it it, it sits in my gut and I'm and it, that's just how I feel. So we're gonna find out. We're gonna find out a lot of stuff. Um, I don't believe Charles is gonna be in. I don't believe Charles is going to be in that seat very long. And I believe that I believe that that whole country is going to figure out the rest of the story as Paul Harvey puts it, the rest of the story. I feel, I believe that that's what's going to happen. And 
when we start learning that information, when we start putting all the dots together, we're going to get the names. And this rally that's going to be going on this weekend, it has the real, or I'm sorry, the, the conspiracy realist. Um, she is the lead, the head, the organizer of this. And as well as on today's podcast, we have Amy D. And her TikTok name is Living Right Twenty Six on TikTok, <laughs> and then as well, they're also on Instagram at We Want the Names. Um, you can also check out their website, WeWantTheNames.com, and that will get you to the front page. That will get you to. The sign up if there is still time to sign up, but you've got to remember that this is not a political event. This is not, um, it has nothing to do with political affiliation. There are no masks, there are no weapons. You wear what you would normally wear. If you want to buy their merch, definitely check that out. I, I would assume that they'll have merch there on hand, but probably ordering merch, which is which is great for the other organized events that they have coming up will be would be great to have so order that merch but do not wear political gear political hats political shirts political signs none of that stuff or masks or uh, weapons please please keep this peaceful keep it civil um there are we know they know not we they know that there is another rally going on they're at the same time and they're hoping to join forces this is a human thing this has nothing to do with left right political of any kind this is a human thing we want the names we want the customer list and then we're going to deal with these people best way suited for them karma karma's a bitch but uh, Jessica May, she is the founder of this. We've got Amy D, which is Living Right at TikTok, or Living Right 26, sorry, said that wrong, on TikTok. So check them out. Also, you have Lady Jane, who is the CEO of One Voice Radio. And then you've got Super Awesome, a.k.a. the Free Thinking Lesbian. She's a content creator on TikTok and, and Instagram. And then you've got MMA fighter Joel Bauman, uh Am I Cancelled Yet podcast. And I believe he's got a website, amicancelledyet.com. And I believe the cancelled has one L, if I, if I remember right. And But it's going to be a great time. Please keep it peaceful. And also, we know what happened January 6th, right? We got infiltrated. The, 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 the protest, the rally, got infiltrated by the FBI. We know this. The Democrats do not want to acknowledge it because they're going to use this as a as a tool to try to regain uh, the election come this November. But we know what happened. FBI took control of this and then stampeded the White House, or the, I'm sorry, the Capitol building. We know this. So this weekend, please, if you see something that looks fishy, that smells fishy, that probably shouldn't be there, kick fishy to the curb. Call them out. And do not let them ruin what this event is for. If you see something that doesn't look right, you need to bring attention to it. Okay? Because they are going to try to ruin every little thing. They're going to take advantage of a good thing like this, of trying to get this client list, and turn it. 
They're going to try to get the negative press. They're going to try to create a situation out of nothing and give it a bad name, give it a bad rap of some sort. I, I don't know what could happen, but if you see something and it doesn't look right, please expose the shit out of it. So good luck to everybody this weekend that's going to go. Please be safe. Please make it peaceful. Um, Jessica, you're going to do a heck of a job. I'm hearing nothing but good things about this weekend and what's going to go on and the setup and all the prep. Um, I know Amy's helping out along with, um, with lady Jane and super awesome and, and Joel. And so it's going to be a good event. I wish I could be there. Um, if you cannot be there and you want to do your own protest or your own rally, go to your state Capitol, go to your state Capitol and, Demand the names. Our state capitals should be, our governors should be involved in this as well. We want the names. We want the client list. We know the flight log. We've seen the flight log, but the flight log is not the client list. The flight log is not the black book. We want the black book that has the names, all of the details. And we talk about that in the show. So we also, of course, we talk a little food because I'm a foodie. And that's how we let off the show, actually. And it just had to. You got this. You got a. You've got a, a woman from Louisiana, and of course, the first thing that I think of, Crabroa. So we're gonna we're gonna lead it off with some food. Um, get on the TikTok. Get on the Instagram. Get onto the website. We want the names We want the names on Instagram and Living Right Twenty Six or Conspiracy Realist, which I think her account just got booted today so i know that i'm gonna look just to double double check here it is conspiracy realist seven okay uh but i believe that that account just got pulled today so you know do with it as it may and we'll we'll keep you informed go to my tiktok patriot lambo 3.0 or lambo 4.0 and both of those accounts, once we figure out what's going to go on with her account and what the next event is, I'm going to promote the bejeepers out of it, okay? And that way everybody's going to know. Everybody's going to know we're going to start growing this this, this uh, event and get the, get the ball rolling. Also, find out what in your local states and the states that you live if there has been anything that has gone on to try to get the names i'm sure that there's been little little groups or protests or facebook groups or tiktok groups uh try do whatever you can find try find research and then i'm going to create another video here probably tomorrow promoting the podcast but also i want to find out what other groups are out there of people trying to get the names and we're gonna we're gonna grow this to it's gonna be a movement it's a lot of work but hey it's it's for these children it's for the children that are no longer with us and we need to bring light to what has been going on and expose these criminals these pedophiles we want the names Go to the website, wewantthenames.com, check it out, register, and get the newsletter. Even though you register you know, and you can't go, you can still get all the other good information that is on that website. So wewantthenames.com, uh, Living Right 26, that is Amy D. That is my guest for today. You are going to love her, and we want the names. Wrong music. We want the names. So without further ado i give to you amy 
LivingRank26 on TikTok. I get it. <laughs> What's uh, what, what was it like growing up down there? Because I and, and the reason I uh, ask this is because I'm a foodie. I love food. I love eating. I oh, love a geez. good craw broil. What was it like growing up down in down in Louisiana? Have, have you been? Have you been to South Louisiana? I have not. But one of my good Dude. friends, one of my good friends, Larry Colbert, he's a chef out of Atlanta. He knows all about that that Cajun cuisine. So we we've Dude, eaten. You gotta go. You got to go. I mean, you don't have to go for anything but the food because it is the best. I'm telling you, whenever I moved to Ohio, it was like a culture shock for me um, because I am used to just phenomenal food all the time. I mean, I I ate like a fat rat, honestly, every day. And I grew up with like a, a true Southern Cajun um, grandma. Um, like my grandpa was a shrimper and a fur trapper. So I ate everything from squirrel to turtle to, you know, coon. Um, I mean, everything, gumbo all the time, red beans and rice, fried shrimp, flounder, shrimp. Uh, I mean, I love seafood. I love everything. I mean, I'm a foodie too. I love to eat. You can't tell, but I I do love to eat. (laughs) It just, it probably comes off of you faster than it does me now at this point in my life. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I did hit a certain age, so I do have to hit the gym pretty much every day now if I want to eat. Luckily, I don't live in South Louisiana anymore, so it's fine. So I don't have, but when I go home, I'm, I always gain a few pounds, but I don't regret it. No regrets there. So you can you can relate very well with what's going on in, in South Florida then with Hurricane Ian and and you know being in southern Louisiana the way that you were. Yes. Yes. I lived through um I think I was ten when Hurricane Andrew hit us. And I still vividly remember that was the worst hurricane that I lived through down there, um, personally lived through. Um and that we were it like whenever we we ended up leaving for that one because of the strength of the storm, but it was a cat five when it hit us um and I remember going home and it looked like what I would imagine a war zone would look like. There was national guard everywhere um the Red Cross was set up, you know, in strategic spots around our city because we took a direct hit, so Jim Cantori would would have been like right you know in our city um and i mean it, it's it's definitely an experience and unless you've lived through it you can't understand it and we didn't have power for like two and a half weeks um it I'm, i mean it's just insane like whenever you live with all of the comforts that we have you don't realize how uh, blessed you are until you don't have those things. So um, I can totally relate with Florida. I get it. I understand my prayers, my heart. And I mean, anytime hurricane season comes around, it's always hard because I know people that are always affected, unfortunately. But um, but the good thing is too that, you know, when things like that happen, 
the South is just full of amazing people who, from the Asian Navy to just the Southern hospitality, people come out, they help, they rally, and, you know, they're resilient and they come back stronger than ever. So I do have that hope always. The closest that I can get to that, I mean, we had an ice storm up here um, seven years ago, eight years ago. Yeah, we had lost power for anywhere from seven to 12 days. And this it was like a freezing rain with then high winds on top of it. So trees just snapping good sized pine trees just snapping, falling through the middle of houses and on top of cars. And I mean, it looked like a war zone, but more could catastrophic than that we've had a couple forests we've had a couple fires that have leveled towns so you drive through these like molden which is north of a a little town called colfax it it burned 90 90 percent 95 percent of that town down to the ground just nothing but gray ash left it was it's it's a that sickening surreal feeling that i'm sure it's the same as as you going back to where that hurricane was yeah, that's that's insane. Wow, burned it down. Yeah, just the wind was just right, and it just kept going. The next house to the next house to the next house to the next house, and then the town was gone. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's heartbreaking. It's devastating. Um, I mean, fortunately, the, the houses that I've lived in, have always been spared. I mean, we had um, a tree fall on my childhood home, but it hit our patio, so it was fine. And we had a huge tree fall in our front yard. Um, but I've never lost a home. I've known people. I've known, you know, areas that have gotten hit, you know, with the tornadoes inside the hurricanes. I knew several people with Katrina. As far as, you know, houses being totally flooded and, you know, losing everything, it's, I mean, I can't imagine it. It's de- it, it was devastating from the things that I've experienced. I can't imagine, you know, what that is like. So, I mean, my heart goes out to all of those people. Yeah, definitely. Um, one of the main reasons I wanted you on the show was another heartbreaking devastating feeling of of you losing a child and you're doing a we want the names rally uh not a rally um we want the names what am i looking for what's the word protest well i don't know protest you can call it a protest we we're we've called it a rally um i think we're calling it a rally because protest has a negative connotation to it and we don't want people to feel like it's because it's not a negative thing you know everything that we're that we're doing is a positive thing we we're taking all of the appropriate steps we're following you know um the right channels we're applying for everything we need to apply for um it is a protest but we're we're labeling it a rally It's Um, it's a rally test there you go. Because we want the fucking we'll call names. It a, ra- a rally test. <laughs> we want the fucking names. We so, actually, we have exciting news. We literally, like, I think it was like an hour and a half ago, just um, 
texted and said we got the permit approved. So because we we you have to apply for the permit um, to host this event, and we will be um, at the Lincoln Memorial on the steps by the water. We got the permit approved, so we are super pumped about that. So That's excited! Awesome. Um, yes, yes, so excited. All right. So well. So is what is what the we want the names rally test is uh, yeah. <laughs> it's Elaine Maxwell. She got indicted for 20 years. They kept the black book. Mm-hmm. Um, she's the only one that has gotten in trouble for it. But yet she has customers who are still out there living their lives as if nothing has happened. And See, this, this is trying thing. to get the names from that book. Am I right? Yeah. So this is our issue with it. And it's not just our issue with it. It's a lot of people's issue with it. Um, How do you get convicted of trafficking children for sex to nobody? Like, how, how does that happen? Obviously, if you were sex trafficking, you have clients that you were sex trafficking these people to. Um. And that is our issue. And we all know, we all know that there is a list out there. It's not the flight logs. We've gotten a lot of, you know, kickback from that about the flight logs. This is not, it has nothing to do with the flight logs. I don't care if you went to the island. I want to know if there was some type of transactional um, event that happened that you participated in some type of molestation, rape, um, exploitation of the children that were sex trafficked. And I would think, or I know that there are a lot of other people out there that feel the same way. We should know who she sex trafficked these children to. And these people should have some type of, they should answer for this. There should be some type of consequence for this. 100%. And that, and they have, they kept meticulous records, what girl or boy they were with, how many adults and who the names are of the adults that were in the room at what time, at what date. Plus they have video backup and this was all kept. So that way, if they ever turned on them, they had proof of all of these other people that they were going to take down with them. Right. Where is all of that other information at? That, that's a great question. I mean, anybody who has remotely um, listened or watched any of the documentaries out there around Epstein and Maxwell know, um, know about the very sketchy past of nobody really can pinpoint how Epstein made his money. Um, I mean, we all know about, you know, the money that he stole from the former CEO of um, Bath and Body Works and Victoria's Secret. And but the amount of money that he had leaves anybody with any type of, you know, brain um, saying that there was some type of other business that he had on the side. So it's obvious. We all know that there's something. And then also... Um, there is clear evidence that there was a ledger in his home. There was a ledger at his properties. 
So it's not like the material isn't there. It's not like the evidence isn't there. We just want to know why they haven't released the names and why these people aren't being brought um, to face the consequences of what they've done. Why do you think, I, I, and I already know the answer, but why do you think that this information has not come out yet? Um, yeah, I mean, I think we all know the answer. It's because it's, it's obviously a big group of the protected class. It's a huge group of the protected class. It is the true white privileged of the world that are on this list. And that's why we don't know these names. I mean, what do you think? You tell me. What do you think? Why why don't we know these names? I think it has to do with all of our government leaders. I think it it has to do with a lot of the major company owners, the major players. Mm -hmm. I think it has to do with the royal family. I think it started with the royal family. And Prince I Edward? Think, I think, with, yeah, with Prince Edward, I believe Prince Charles knew about it. I believe Queen Elizabeth had everything covered up. I think she had Princess Di mm-hmm. killed because of it. I believe that there are other um, heads of state that were in that whole kind of group that they have died as well, mysteriously. Right. And I believe it's all connected. I believe that I believe it has started there because we've seen we've even seen the pictures of Epstein and Glenn Maxwell over at the same cabin that you know the Queen was was photographed. Oh at. yeah, and yeah. That's not the that only one. Circulated. Yep. They've been there several times. They've had mm-hmm. parties out there. They've had different functions out there. So they were a they were they're not a part of the royal family, of course, but. They're very close to the royal family, so so yeah. To... Well, they were very connected. I mean, Ghislaine's dad, um, who was very very connected um, and very well known over there. Um, so yes, she, they were all very connected. And and honestly, from from our standpoint, we're not saying that everybody who was necessarily connected with these people um, because we realized that these, I mean, Maxwell was a very highfalutin person. She was very connected. She was, you know, in that, um, that upper echelon. So she was around a lot of people. We know that everybody that she came in contact with isn't necessarily guilty by association. However, we also know that there is absolutely some type of record, some type of transactional record, some type of documentation of what her and Epstein were doing. I mean, there has to be. Yes. Well, I, and I believe that that's already been proven that there was before. I think, I think Epstein himself even said that they had, they had kept, um, all of those very stringent records of who, where, what, how many, how the funds, all of that stuff. And then you had the flight log backup to, you know, to go along with it as well. Right. To correlate, to correlate with everything that is, that is already out there. Absolutely. So that, that's really, that's really our goal. Our goal is to, um, for this specific event, is to be out there. And, and honestly, for 
for, for me, I don't know if this is for anybody else, but for me, it is mind-boggling. I, I am just blown away as to why we even have to protest to get a list of pedophiles. I don't know why we have to do this. And, and I don't know if I'm the only one out there that feels like that, but I am just floored that this is where we are, that we have to fight. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care who you are. I don't care what political affiliation you are. If you fuck a child, you should suffer the consequences. 100%. And I asked, so, I asked who, what, who did I, who was I talking to? I think I, I think I was talking to three rows, Michael three rows. Are you familiar with him? I'm not. Um, so I'm, a, I'm still, I'll be honest, I'm still fairly new to TikTok. Okay. So if it's a, if it's a TikToker, you're, you'll have to um, catch me up, and I will definitely go look them up after, though. Gotcha. So so the most banded are Mr. Freedom Stick, Packing Patriot, and three, Michael Three Rows from Texas. And so Michael okay. Three Rows, I had him on the podcast, and, and I was – talking about the 30 sealed indictments that that uh, Matt Gates has and once they get power hopefully if we do have an election in November then they will have the right. majority they'll be able to go after these people with the sealed indictments right now they can't do it because every time they would turn in this in, this evidence and information it would be suppressed and it would not go any further than that because they have the numbers and we can't do anything about it so lord right. willing in November we get the election done and then January these, these sealed indictments can finally go through. Then we can start the process is what I believe is there are way too many government officials that are on that list that they are all involved and they do not want their friends to be taken down as well. So then I asked three rows, what agency do you trust to hand these indictments over to? Because it's not right. the FBI, it's not the CIA. No. no. Who 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 do you trust after that? That you're going so to you get to? an official policing and go after these criminals? What what was his answer? Uh, he he didn't know either. I mean, we we both kind of laughed at it, but that's a dead yeah. honest question of who do you trust that you can turn that over to. I mean, we literally can trust no one right now. So that's the thing. So that's the other thing. I mean, we just had the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago, and they're going down there fishing. They had a, bl- a, a, no, a wide open affidavit to that was very vague. That Oh, yeah, and the judge went along with it because he's involved with Epstein and allowed them to go through Mar-a-Lago. What are they looking for? Well, everything's all redacted. But yet, even then, it's so vague that they could have been going in there for anything. But that's all from Merrick Garland uh, and our FBI. Yeah. So who do I you trust? I mean, tr- they were just playing around in Melania's closet, honestly. Uh, no, I mean, we, that's, that's, that's the problem. We can't trust anybody. But, um, you know, that's, that's a great question. I didn't, even, I didn't even think of that, though. Like, we literally... I mean, I did think of it, but now it's kind of sinking in. We 
we absolutely cannot trust anybody. So you've got the you've got the the rally on October eighth, uh, the steps of the of the Lincoln Memorial. What time does this does this event start? So we are starting at noon and we finish up at eight. Um, we do have a lineup of guest speakers. Um, we have a couple of other things planned um, as far as being there it is absolutely going to be a very peaceful and respectful protest um rally whatever you want to call it um we're not there to make any waves we're there just to bring awareness um we are hoping we do know that it is the women's march we are hoping that some of the people there as well will also uh, be on our side and you know because it's not just um, I think the bigger issue and this is where this is where it's not really going to stop for us here like we obviously this is something that is a thorn in our side and we feel like it. this is something that we have to get answers for and we have to continue to pursue to be able to get justice for these victims and to be the voice for the voiceless. But we're going to continue to pursue situations like this, Um, you know, pursue people like this, because in this day and age, and I know that you probably can relate to this and a lot of people, a lot of other people that will be listening to it can also relate for some reason in our society today, it seems like, pedophiles and grooming and everything to do with the exploitation of our children is becoming more and more acceptable. And that doesn't sit well with me. Yeah, me neither. (laughs) I don't know how you feel about that, but um, it's it's infuriating. It's infuriating as a victim of, you know, child molestation, as a mother to, you know, three beautiful children. These are one of the most, they're our most vulnerable, or one of our most vulnerable in society. You know, children should be in a space where they are always protected, where their best interests are always put first. Um, where they are always, you know, believed and we, and we do everything that we can do to preserve their innocence. And for some reason, our society has completely flipped. And now it's, you know, let pedophiles do whatever they want, protect them too. And it's not just this situation. I've come into um, contact with so many, you know, uh, local situations. I've been approached by people out of state with, um, you know, people, but it's, it's people in authority figures, it's people in schools, it's doctors, it's all of these people that are putting minors in precarious situations and, and very inappropriate situations that, for some reason, nobody is doing anything about it. Nobody is saying anything about it. You know, it's acceptable to groom children, but it's not acceptable to say, hey, 
it's not okay to groom children. And we want to reverse that. We want to start um, advocating for childhood innocence. That's insane that I'm saying this. It's insane that I'm saying we want to advocate for childhood innocence. It's insane, isn't it? It is. It is. And I, I want to jump in there and I just want to say that I think a lot of it has to do with our media. And I believe a lot of it has to do with social media. And I believe social media is fucking with the algorithm and making sure that these types of posts are in there for the first things that we see. Because I know that the people that I talk to, and I talk to a lot of people, they're not for grooming. They're not for it. And then the I'm going to, I'm going to, let me take one step back. I talk to a lot of people. Three quarters of them are not for grooming. They're not. They're they're against it. They they're not for pedophiles. They they detest pedophiles. The other quarter believes that it's not. This isn't happening. It's not going on in our schools. We don't need to worry about that stuff. That'll never happen. So either they're not seeing it, they're blind to it, or their head is just stuck in the sand along with everything else that's going along. Life must be so easy for those people who just go along with their head in the sand and not have to worry about a damn thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so wait, so you think just for clarity purposes, you think that social media is manipulating um, their audience to believe that it's not happening? Oh, no, no, no. I believe it's happening. But I believe that the algorithm algorithm is making it more normal for people who are on apps like TikTok, uh, Instagram, that they're pushing it to the forefront. Oh, I get so, you. So, so you're seeing so it more often. Okay, okay. Is what I'm saying. So, so yeah. as soon as you open it up, boom, that's the first thing you see. Well, maybe everybody's doing right. it then. If if this is the first thing I see, it must become maybe maybe more people believe it's okay. That's what I believe is going on. Okay, I got you. Well, it's not okay. It's not okay with us. And that's kind of where, um, you know, this whole we want the name started. I mean, Jess, you you know Jess, right? Yes. Conspiracy realist. Yeah, she Fellow Washingtonian. Um, has exactly. She has an amazing sense of humor. If you look her up now, she is Agent Soros because someone accused her of being an FBI agent. <laughs> um, so it's amazing. But yeah, I mean, it just got set up. She, you know, posted a video is literally 45 days ago from today and said, Hey, you know what? Why are we not out there protesting this? You can protest the unalive babies. We can protest to get the names of the ped- the pedophiles that paid for these children. Um, and that's where it sparked. You know, we were like, yeah, let's do this. I mean, everybody wants these names. It's not just us that wants these names. Everybody does. Um, and, you know, it grew from there. Like, we were like, yeah, let's get organized. And we started it. And um, we are committed to seeing this through. We're committed to being the voice for the voiceless and doing everything we can. It's about, you know, being present, um, making waves and showing that we're not going to back down. We're not just going to let this go. We can't let this go as a society. We cannot let this go. We cannot just accept 
that there are a bunch of pedophiles out there and they can get away with it. It's not okay to fuck children. It's never okay to do that. No, I completely agree. The silent will be held accountable as well. And it might not be in in their lifetime, but it will be in front of the presence of God. And he's going to go, why were you so quiet? Yeah, I mean, we, we can't, and we uh, we have a fire in us. We both have our own reason for having such a passion behind it, and um, and it's not going to stop here. Like I said, we it's disgusting to me the, the stories that I hear, the experiences um, that I'm, you know, sent of, you know, teachers, doctors, whatever, in certain situations that are doing certain things. And the local, you know, authorities are largely ignoring it. It's like now the schools are a safe haven for pedophiles. It is mind boggling to me that, that this is the norm. It is mind boggling to me. I don't understand it. I will never understand it. And I will never be okay with it. So we have to continue to be the voice. Um, And that's what we're doing. We're hoping to go there and show them that we're not backing down. Um, You know, we've gained a little momentum. We've got Joel Ballman. Are you familiar with him? The MMA fighter? Yes. The, the, um, he does the the Jimmy Jimmy Fallon challenge. There we go. The Jimmy, he, so he did the Jimmy Kimmel challenge. Um, I think it was like 48 days ago where he went viral for that video. He's actually coming to the event on Saturday. We are super stoked about that. Um, and he is going to say a few words. He actually has, he posted a video, um, and he, I don't remember when he posted it, but if people go and look up his account, it's Am I Canceled Yet X? And canceled is with one L. He has an audio, and the audio is like, um, it's like a singing audio where he's calling Jimmy Kimmel out. If people go and use that audio, he will duet it. He's duetting anybody who uses that audio, and he's basically just saying, um, hey, Jimmy Kennel, where, you know, where the name, I'm sorry, I'm totally botching that. I can't remember exactly what he said. But anyway, if you go look at his account, you'll see it. Um, so please go and blow up that audio. Um, he's going to be with us. We've got a couple of other big creators on TikTok. Super awesome. Are you familiar with Super Awesome? Yes. Great yeah, page. She's amazing. Yeah, she's amazing. She's going to be there. Lady Jane is coming. Um, we got we have a bunch of. I mean, here's the cool thing about Patriots: <laughs> we're amazing people. We're good-hearted, amazing people who will stand up for what's right. And we have so many good people on TikTok that are going to be there on Saturday that are showing up. Um, and like I said, this is going to be something that will continue. We have our website set up. We're going to start doing newsletters. We are committed. We've got other, we've got all of these other ideas that we want to do, all of these other things as far as continuing to advocate for 
um, sex trafficking victims, continuing to educate people on the signs. Jess and I literally had a conversation yesterday about, you know, whenever I was younger, I don't want to give away my age, but I'm about to. Um, when I was younger, I was born in the 80s, you know, we didn't talk about sex, sexual abuse. Like, we didn't talk about that. Like, you know, we were, you know, children that were just like, hey, go play outside, come back when it's dark, you know, when the street light comes on kind of thing. That's how we grew up. Um, yeah. And nobody... Nobody taught, and it's not our parents' fault, nobody taught our parents that there were these sick, evil people out there that were going to start grooming us and and then take advantage of us because we're children. And then, you know, children don't necessarily, a lot of kids that are sex abuse victims don't say anything. They don't say anything because of the shame that comes with it, because they're embarrassed, because they don't know what to do, they're confused, they're scared. Because their, you know, molester uh, is threatening them. I mean, and it's normally a person that they know. They don't know what to look for. They don't know the signs. So it's not only about advocating. It's about educating people on on how to recognize these things. You know, and when you do recognize them, what to do, what steps to take, the proper channel to follow. You know, that type thing, um, because it's so it's so important to be that voice for these voiceless people, for these for our most vulnerable in society. And and people don't understand what this does to a child and the impact that it has on somebody long term. I mean, you know, Jeffrey Epstein is dead. And, you know, everybody will be like, oh, yeah, he's dead. So what? Everything is over now. It's not over. It's not over for the victim. Correct. This is something that they they are going to live with the rest of their lives. And every sexual abuse victim lives with this for the rest of their lives. It doesn't matter how much help they get, how much support they get, how much therapy they go through, how many tools they learn to, you know, coping skills. It is still something that they will live with for the rest of their lives. The next thing I want to bring up with you is your website. We want the names.com. You have the sign up form. You have all of the other pages that go along with how to handle yourself, the code of conduct. Your main page is the guest speakers that you have along with Jessica May, the founder and while you're looking at this website on your cell phone, you should be sitting at Crave Eats Drinks Nightlife, downtown Spokane. It is in the heart of Spokane, right across from Riverfront Park. Riverfront Park is beautiful this time of night. Before you go walking under the lights, under the moon, under the stars, stop in at Crave Eats Drinks. Have yourself a jello shot. Have yourself a drink. Say hello to Jacob and the staff. And remember, the most important thing you can do, tip your waiters. I want to jump in to the website. Uh, we want the names.com. You go in there. Yeah, go check it out. You sign up for it. You have a release form for the event coming up this weekend stating you're not going to wear Trump clothing. You're not going to wear any exactly. political clothing. There are no weapons. 
It is about the it's no. about the victims. It's about the names only. What yes. else can we find on that website? Um, there is a ton of cool stuff on the website. Um, we do have um, a forum on there, so you can register to join the forum. The forum is just being able to interact with other people. Um, that have signed up on the website. So we have our homepage, which right now our homepage is featuring our keynote speakers right now, which is Lady Jane, super awesome, and Joelle. And then um, the event information, you can also catch some of our merch there. Event rules, you're going to see exactly what you just said. It is so, so important for us um, that you, whoever is coming, abides by these rules. Because again, this isn't a, it's not a political event. Honestly, it shouldn't even be um, a political issue at this point. Everybody should be on the same page. Everybody should say, hey, you know what? It's not okay to fuck kids. So, yeah. This, this I don't is care a human. Who you are. This is a human event, yes, not a political exactly. event. Exactly. So, yeah. So, no political attire, no face coverings, no weapons. Washington, D.C. is a gun free zone anyway. And we're there to blend in. We're there to be respectful. Um, we're there to be the exact representation of who we are. And that is good people that are there for the children. We also have a shop, um, again, that specifically you can check out our merch. And then Jess recently did an interview um, on Shipwreck. You can check that out. It's on YouTube. And then we also have a, um, an FAQ section which um, you can just find general information about. Um, a lot of people questioned us the date as to why we chose October 8th. And honestly, it was kind of on a whim. Jess and I have never met. We literally had a conversation the day after, I think she, I duetted that video that she posted 45 days ago. And we were like, hell yeah, let's do this. And then we picked a date close enough, but not too far away um, to where it would still be very relevant in and, and people's minds. Um, and it so happened to be the weekend of the Women's March. And a lot of people gave us flack for that about, oh, we're trying to go and cause trouble. We're not trying to go and cause trouble. And we absolutely will not. But we also think it is a great opportunity because of the amount of media that is going to be there. It's going to be great exposure for us. And it's also going to be a good opportunity for us to interact with the Women's March um, and talk to them about our mission. Because I can't see talking to another human being and then saying, hey, you know what? <laughs> I'm not about that. So fuck off. Like... <laughs> I just can't see that happening. I mean, if it does, then wow, um, there's a special place in hell for you, but um, hopefully that doesn't happen. But yeah, so where we're meeting, why we chose that weekend, and then um, we also have, and we, this, again, we're, this is, we're still in the baby stage. It's at its infancy, um, but there is a link on how to become a volunteer, we have a lot of things in the works as far as building an ambassador program for people um, and then moving forward, doing bigger things, but 
But now we do have opportunities where, you know, we're looking for, and a lot of it's just local representation, like we plan on, and we've already identified a few other events that we're, we're going to go ahead and, you know, get a booth um, and do more advocating in, in local places at local fairs and different things like that. But that that's also part of becoming a volunteer. So that's what you're going to find on there. If you do sign up to be a member, you're also going to receive a newsletter. We had the first one sent out this week. And this one was all about the Maxwell case, obviously. But um, we see a lot of opportunity for helping people expose um, local people that they're having issues with um, or that situations like this arise where, you know, there is some questionable behavior. And for some reason, nowadays, there's a lot of, um, situations specifically I'm seeing with like schools and people that are employed by the schools that are doing things that you would think would be an automatic, Hey, you know what? You should get put on leave. There should be an investigation and then we'll, you know, come back and see pending the investigation, whether you get to come back to your position. Um, but that's not happening. So we would like to help exposure with that. Um, and again, it's, it's all coming back to protecting our children. Um, we also have a lot of ideas on, you know, helping with, again, I, I know that I already said this, but this is about if you're advocating and you're out there saying, you know, like, it's okay to groom a child. It's okay to um, expose a child to, you know, sexual um, situations, sexual ideas, sexual content well beyond their years. Then why can't we come and advocate that it's not okay? And that's exactly what we want to do. Um, because it's not okay. You know, no, I mean. 100% it is not. Once. It's really, it's so, I'm sitting here and it's so frustrating that I have to have this conversation that we want to advocate to preserve childhood innocence. Is that not insane? It is very insane. It is, we, we're living in backwards land to where you have to have these conversations. Like no. this is, this should be yeah. common knowledge. We don't groom our children. We don't sexualize our children. We let them keep their innocence. Yeah. Let them grow up as kids. Let them let yeah, them get through their school years and then realize that life is shit after that when they become adults. We don't need to do it to them now. Right. Did you yeah, say it's, it's very you, it's very frustrating. Did you say that you had you had you did talk to the the um the people who were setting up the women's march or you're hoping to do that when you get there? No, we're hoping to. We okay. haven't. Um but we do know that that's a huge event. You know, that was something that was a concern of ours. <coughs> Excuse me. I mean, I'm not going to lie. We've had a lot of conversation around us being, because we, the last thing that we want to do is to go there and this to go sideways. That is not what we want at all. We want to go there and we, um, want to go there and do exactly what we want to do, which is to advocate for 
the release of these names. Correct. Um, so it, it, it is, it's a concern, but then, you know, as we were talking through it and thinking through it, we, this is why we have the code of conduct. Um, this is why we are communicating as much as possible. We're putting in a lot of content as far as videos, as far as, you know, how to um, conduct yourself on that day. What we just talked about, no trauma here and, you know, no face coverings. We don't want to come off as threatening. We don't want to come off as intrusive and disrespectful in any way. Um, but we do want to educate people. We want to raise awareness on sex trafficking in general because it is a huge issue. It is a huge elephant in the room that for some reason nobody wants to talk about. Nobody wants to talk about sex trafficking and then, you know, the exploitation of children in general as well. Nobody wants to talk about it. So we want to talk about general facts, but we also want to get the fucking name. And again, it's just mind-boggling to us that we even have to go out there and do this. We Why? Know that Why? We know that trafficking has been going on for decades. We know that a long time. That that you know the cartels number one. They they've got to be number one in the world of of stealing kids and getting them across the border, and then number one left to die or they're sold again after that. Why do you think it is such a hard conversation to have? So honestly, and it's not just the cartels. I will say that um, CPS is a huge part of it. Um, you know, system. unfortunately, domestically speaking, we have it a lot. I, I don't. I think that. I think it's a challenge to have that conversation because there are our older generations that. I believe that they they truly don't believe it is happening. And I think it's a struggle for them to even um, conceptually understand that this is a reality for some people. Um, and when you struggle with, you know, that reality, it's, it's almost like if you start to believe it, then you're like, oh my gosh, it really is true. And then it's like your world is turned upside down. So I honestly think it's one of those things that, you know, ignorance is bliss kind of thing. Um, I think that's part of it. I, I honestly don't know what the other issue is. I don't know if it's just complacency with people, I don't know if people are just like, oh, you know, well, we have all these other issues too. Because, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, we have a lot of we have a lot of issues going on in the world right now. We have a lot of issues going on in America right now. But, um, and sometimes people just can't take on those, you know, those major issues. They they can't take them on because they don't know how to deal with them. They don't know what to do with them, so they just choose to ignore or not believe it. Um, I, I honestly don't, I don't know what else it would be. What do you, what do you think? Why do you think people don't, I think you know, make this more of a priority? I think it's the same reason why people don't talk about and dig into 9-11. Because once they figure out what the truth is and how common it is, it's going to devastate people. They're, mentally, they're yeah. not going to be able to handle the truth behind it. 
They're not gonna. They're not gonna be able to fathom the hundreds of thousands of kids that go missing every year. Yeah. Because because you can't you can't contemplate that number because in their mind they're going well why aren't their parents just going out and finding them why if there's so many kids yeah. missing why isn't something just being done and it's and it's not because there are parents out there who are birthing children in their homes just to sell there are no right. records of these children and they're just there to sell that's it. So once you can wrap your mind around that, that single issue that, that children are born just to be sold, now that starts opening up more rabbit holes for you to go down. But you have to understand that first. Yeah, well, a lot of people are not going to understand that. They're not going to accept that. So that's going to go back to the ignorance of this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They just won't. They just won't. Um. I, I mean, and it's it's frustrating. It's frustrating for me. Frustrating for a lot of people. Um, what, what, yeah. What's going to go on after this? We have the rally. We have the speakers. the The entire women's march comes over with you guys, Lord willing. They're all there. The media coverage is there. What's the next you know, step after? Well, for us, you know, in a perfect world, I mean, we know, we know that we're not going to get the name that day. We know that. Um, and this is not what it's about. It's more about saying, you know what? We know you have the name. <laughs> we know you have them. We want you to know that we have not forgotten and we will not forget about this. Um, so for us, it's about raising awareness, um, and it is about continuing the fight. So the day of the event, we are hoping to, because we, we have a lot of educational things that we're going to bring to the day. Um, we're hoping to recruit, you know, some volunteers while we're there um, to educate people, educating people on facts of what is going on is so important um to us and we're hoping that we can accomplish that that day um and then from that step after this event we're going to come back we're going to regroup and we're going to continue this fight we're going to continue it on a local level we plan uh right now it's you know kind of in the works just is i don't know if you saw her post it's she is seven months pregnant, so um, she's about to welcome a little one uh, in her world. So she's going to a little be, be a little preoccupied, but um, we have committed to four major, we're going to do four big events. So far, that's how we have it planned out. We'll do four events each year. Um, so once a quarter, we'll do a big event like this. This will be okay. considered a big event. But we're going to recruit people. We're going to recruit ambassadors for each state, um, do local events. We're going to continue with the newsletters. We're going to welcome people to send us situations that they want to shed light on, um, that we can expose in the newsletters, that we can expose on social media. Um, so that's, 
that's kind of our plan moving forward. We have some other things that I'm going to keep, you know, um, on my chest right now. We don't want to, uh, there are some big things that we, that we want to work on, but we'll see how those pan out. Um, but yeah, for now, it's just continuing to be that voice for them to raise their awareness, to use the platform for platforms that we have for good. Um, and it's not just about Epstein's list. It's about this fight against preserving the innocence of our children and stopping the protection of these pedophiles because that's all that we're seeing these days. I mean, I have a local situation in the town that I live in that is mind-boggling to me. I say that a lot. But I literally am floored by people. Like, this is a local superintendent. I live in North Cincinnati, um, and I live in the Lakota School District. Now, my children go to a private school. Um, If I couldn't send them to a private school, I would homeschool them because my kids are not going to be indoctrinated by anybody. But, you know, there is a local superintendent that there is clear, very clear evidence that this superintendent had some very perverse, perverted sexual fantasies about minors, about drugging and raping minors. Um, And this was brought to the local authorities, I want to say five years ago. And do you know nothing's been done about it? Absolutely nothing has been done about it. Wow. And yeah, I don't know if like, it's just like the same thing. Like when you think of like a judge and a lawyer, like they're held at a different standard in society because of the position that they are. Now, if you work with children in any type of environment around children with kids, um, you are, you should be held at a different standard um, or to a different standard. You should be held to that because you are, you are in a space where you have constant contact with kids and you have a lot of daily contact with a lot of children. You have a big influence. You have a big impact. Um, And when situations like this arise, I cannot fathom why people think this is okay to sweep under the rug. Why people just say, ah, you know what? It was just a fantasy. He didn't act on it. He didn't it's do It's not anything. my kids. Yeah. It's like, I don't, und- and these are the things, again, I don't understand why I have to have this conversation with you right now about why this is wrong and why haven't we done anything about it. Why was that superintendent not immediately suspended? Suspend him on, hey, I don't care. But then do a proper investigation and see if there is any merit to it. Yeah. Because in my effort. Yeah. It's like, uh, whatever, you know, he didn't do anything. So um, we're not, we're not going to acknowledge it. We're not going to do anything about it. It's no big deal. He committed no crime. Um, But again, it's like, 
I mean, if you think about it, it always starts somewhere, right? Like, think about any of those, like, serial killer or any of those documentaries that you watch on, like, ID. It always starts somewhere. Yes. And where does it start? Fantasy. It starts in fantasy. So they're expressing themselves in those situations. If they're having inappropriate thoughts about children, you shouldn't be working around children. You should be in an environment where you don't have access to kids. I don't know. That's the way I think. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe, you know, maybe I should be put in a nut house. I don't know. I don't know why. Again, I don't know why I have to have this conversation with you about it. I don't know why this is so hard to understand. Yeah. And especially if after coming out making the statements that he did, that should be immediate suspension right there. You yeah. heard the words come out of his mouth. Okay. We need to dive into this. And if they want to pay him, like you said, great. If not, even better. But this is something for the safety of our children. This is something that we need to look into right now. And it yeah, should have it been handled right now. Message. It was text messages, actually. It was text messages. And um, so the local authorities were like, oh, well, there's no, there's no real you know, merit to it because he didn't do anything. And then you go so after those people it. and that's where you start. And then if they don't do anything, <laughs> yeah, then you go to the sheriff office. And then if they don't do anything, then you go to do the the state police. Yeah, but the sheriff's office didn't do anything. It already went to that level. It already That's got what to I'm that saying. level. It went Unreal. to the sheriff. Yeah, and the, and the sheriff's office said, we closed the investigation because he, cause he basically didn't do anything. Even though that there is evidence that he had these fantasies, he didn't technically do anything. So they just let it go. And then there is a local, um, so the school board a couple of days ago did announce that they are doing their, an independent investigation on him. Um, but I honestly think that that's going to go nowhere. What's and for the me, from the rest of the parents. So there's like half people that are just, absolutely in an uproar well no i'm not going to say half i'm going to say probably like a fourth there's probably like a fourth of the people that don't um even know they're not even aware um and there's probably half of them that think that you know well there's no merit to it or there's nothing to it because again if you here's the problem and I don't know how you are, but with me, I don't take people at their word anymore. Is that sad? I take people at their actions. Like, you can tell me what you're yeah. going to do and I'll listen, but exactly. I'm going to watch your actions. Exactly. That's how I am. And even like, like, I don't watch a lot of news, but when I do, if I hear something, I'm not one that's like, oh, let me go. like, I'm not going to react immediately. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. But you know what I'll do? I'll go and research. I'll go and look and see what else is out there so I can look at multiple things and then I can make an informed decision from there. So there are a lot of people out there that I feel that are just like, oh, well, the sheriff's office said it was okay. So they're not going to look beyond that. They're not going to look beyond saying, oh, well, the sheriff's office said it was okay, so it's okay. And that's the problem. How do you know that they're not friends? I didn't know the sheriff and this guy are not friends, and that's why it got. I, I don't. I honestly don't. I don't know that. 
but I kind of suspect that. I kind of suspect that he's being protected for some reason. There's a there's a lot of murky other stuff going on. It's weird. Um, there's a lot of weird things that I'm not even going to talk about about this particular situation. That um, as I started to look into it, I'm like, yeah, that seems a little weird. Okay, that seems a little weird. So. I honestly think that this guy is being protected. I think he's being protected because there is a bigger thing going on here um, with him in particular. But for me, like for me as a parent, if I would have seen that, I would have walked into that school the minute I saw that and I would have taken my kids out. They would have never stepped into that school again. I don't care if he was present in that school or not. If he's a superintendent of the school that my child goes to and I see that, I see the text messages that I read about this particular person that he sent to his wife, there is no way in hell my children, he would not, if he looked at my kids, I would lose it. Um, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't get why, I don't get why society doesn't care anymore. Can you tell me why society doesn't care anymore? about these things i think it's i and it's unfortunate but i believe it's more of a we're a very selfish society we're worried about us we're worried about our own kids and then after that i just want to go to work and i want to come home and i want to you know i want to go to the beer league bowling that night i want to come home and i want to have a dinner and then i just want to relax i don't want to think about anything else how many people like i go to the grocery store i'm a very friendly person I'll say hello to anybody. I, I, I see you in the aisle way as we're looking at the same, you know, can of tomato soup. I'll be like, hello, how are you doing? How's your day? And the, it's amazing people just look at you and then they just walk on by. Like they don't know how to interact with people. And that's a lot of the problem is it's that social awkwardness. They don't know how to communicate with people. When a problem arises, it's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't see that. I, I don't, I don't even want to deal with that because it's going to inconvenience my life. And that's where we're at that. with a lot of problems. <coughs> well, I think um, the communication aspect. I think uh, social media has really ruined um, the art of communication with people. People don't communicate verbally anymore um, because of you know, cell phones because of social media and people don't know how to communicate. Specifically the younger generation doesn't know how to communicate, you know, anymore. So I can see that. Um, It's just so unfortunate because we're never going to get out of the situation that we are in. We are never going to fight these good fights. If people don't wake up and say, Hey, you know what? This should matter to you. I should be speaking up about these things. This does impact you, ultimately. It may not impact you directly in your home, but it will impact you indirectly some way if you don't speak up. And people should give a fuck. They should give a fuck about this. I mean, these are children. These are children. We should always speak up. Always speak up for the vulnerable. Always speak up for people that can't speak up for themselves. Correct. Always. I don't care who you are. I don't care what situation you're in. I was always taught you speak up, you stand up for people that cannot 
do it for themselves. I don't care if it's an inconvenience. I don't care what you're doing. I don't care, you know, how uh, it will impact you. You should always do it. Here in Spokane, we have a... It's it's not a, a we want the names chapter, but I know that there was a protest downtown Spokane that uh, here in Washington State that uh, they did a protest of they wanted the names. It was right, I believe, right as uh, Glenn Maxwell was arrested. I'm trying to oh, yeah. trying to remember the timeline, but there there was a protest. So I am going to try to find out who led that protest and oh please do and get them in in contact with you guys um yes give them our website send us an email we check it regularly we would love to connect with people um again we're in our infancy but we anybody who is remotely interested (laughs) yes please we'll do refer them to us because we we want that and then whatever whatever announcements you want to make, something big happens, please come back onto the show. Um, I will do everything in my power to promote whatever it is that you guys are doing um, on all of my platforms as well as this podcast. So anytime you want to come back on, you just shoot me a message, and I'll I'll definitely get you back on. I will, I I will do that, man. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much. No problem. It was a pleasure having me. Thank you so much for promoting this. And again, remember, go to MI Cancel Yet X with one L. Um, go blow up his audio on that. And to everybody, we will see you at the Lincoln Memorial, the steps by the water Saturday. Thank you so much, Kevin. We appreciate it. That was Amy. Amy D on TikTok. You can find her at Living Right Twenty Six. Uh, there's also an Instagram page. We want the names. Just type that in there on the Instagram. It'll pull it right up. Or the website. We want the names You can find out all of the information for the the rally protest October eighth, starting at noon at the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. If you would like to get involved, if you'd like to participate in this, remember it is not a political event. It is about the victims. It is about the names. It is about going after the customers of Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein. It has nothing to do with political party. We're hoping that the Women's March joins in with this. We're hoping that there is some crossover coverage. And it is. it needs to be a big event. Awareness needs to be brought to this. So please do not make it a political event. Do not bring weapons. Do not bring anything that is going to bring hostility, negativity, or violence to this event. Please dress normal. Get your merch. Get onto the website, wewantthenames.com. Get on the merch link. Get your shirts. Get your apparel. And then show up. Do not wear face coverings. Be seen. Be loud, be seen, be respectful, be kind, follow the rules. Do not bring negativity to this, please. Um, Amy, thank you for coming on. Uh, if you have any other questions, please go to the website. They've got a email address that you can go to, or you can reach her on, on Instagram and TikTok. Or if you need to email the show, if that isn't working, email the show, and I will get in contact with them directly. Um, so please, good luck this weekend. Uh, I will hope nothing for the best for you guys. Hopefully, um, that message gets out. Hopefully this women's March can tie in and correlate with you guys to bring even more awareness to it. This is a human issue. 
it's not political. It is human. It's about the victims. So, oh, man, what a show. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Um, please go to the Living Right 26 on TikTok. We want the names on Instagram. We want the names.com on the website. And go check out. I'm looking at Lady Jane. I'm looking at Super Awesome, a.k.a. the th- Free Thinking Lesbian, as well as Joel Bowman. They have all of them. Have their own sh- their own uh, podcasts. Go check those out. It's on the website. Go check those out. And, um, you know, let's let's do this for the victims. Let's bring awareness. Find a way for you to get involved as well. Remember three rows. Get involved. Get involved locally. Get involved at the state level. Well, let's do that. And I'm going to do my best. Like I, like I told Amy, I'm going to find out who the leader, the director, the sponsor for whatever the Spokane uh, protest was, I'm going to get them involved in this as well. So that way they can, they can collaborate and get this message out there. So uh, thank you for again for coming on. It was a pleasure. I got a full hour out of you. She was worried about only getting 20 minutes and I was like, nah, I got 20 minutes. I can do it. (laughs) So um, please, please go to that website. We want the names.com we want the names.com and and sign up at least get in there for the for the information at least get in there for um you know the 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 brochures and the merch just to buy the merch to help out that's what you do you help out you're not they're not making any money on this just go and help out buy the merch get involved one way or the other and uh yeah i mean create the conversation have those awkward conversations you know not everybody knows about this nor do they want to pay attention make them pay attention create the conversation i am lambo thank you amy for coming on like follow share subscribe little extra lambo on facebook extra lambo at gmail.com and lambo 4.0 on TikTok. Peace!